0: In which we talk about the cool guitars and gear that we see in our favourite movies. My name is Ryan Beveridge, I'm your host. I'm here with Alex Dunn. Hey hey. And Sam Barrell. Hey, how you going? And today we're talking about I say this every every week, it's one of my favourite movies ever, Blues Brothers. Blues Brothers. I oh, love
1: it. It's been a long time coming, this one, I think. Ever since we've started talking about this podcast, we've said Blues Brothers. So this is
0: one of the obvious, obvious, the obvious choices. choices. Uh, so... Blues Brothers. I'm actually a latecomer to the Blues Brothers. I everyone knows, you know, the iconic, you know, imagery, but I think I only really saw this one for the first time maybe 5, 6 years ago. Right. Right. And Probably uh about when
1: I saw it far out,
0: quickly shot up to one of my favorite movies of all time. Just I reckon every scene in this movie is perfect.
2: Yeah,
0: right. One or two. Did you like one or two better? Oh, two's a piece of <laughs> flaming piece of garbage. <laughs> but the music's good, which yeah. is always important. Yeah, didn't two have happen. Clapton in it? Yeah, and BB yeah. King. Actually, that bit's the best bit. That's that's for another episode. <laughs> that's forgivable, but the rest of it's garbage. Uh, but yeah, number one, I reckon every because it comes from that Saturday Night Live crew. Mm. Every scene on its own works as a good little comedy skit, good little kind bits. of thing. And yeah. there's so much good comedy where it's like they don't need to explain the weird things like you were saying before about Carrie Fisher is just on the hunt for them the whole time you know and she's blowing them up with so weird (laughs) bazookas (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. in the tunnel it's just funny they don't need to go into depth with that kind of stuff (laughs) and they never do they never explain it well they do with her because she but how they keep surviving the yeah yeah. execution yeah when they she blows up the building and they just brush it off and say oh we're late for work as if nothing ever happened (laughs) classic (laughs) classic and my absolute favourite joke is when they're they're in the car, and uh, they've got nowhere else to go. So what do they do? The car just does a backflip. <laughs> just does a <laughs> backflip. My favourite <laughs> bit. Cars
2: uh, my my favourite part is where they're they're doing the, the cop chases, you know. Yeah. And they're just the cars are just piling are hundreds up. Hundreds of cars is yeah.
0: piling up. This yeah, unreal, And they broke a record for that too. I think oh, for wow. the number of cars in a pile up, and then they beat it for the next movie. <laughs> so
1: good <laughs> up to have.
0: We here to talk about guitars, not cars. So uh, <laughs> let's dig deep. All right, so actually there's a few things I wanted to sort of pump in before I got to the guitars. The very start of the movie, it's uh, Jake. Jake? Jake. Uh, yes, Jake. Uh, he's getting out of prison, and the guy that he talks to to get his gear back, Frank Oz. Do you guys know who Frank Oz is?
1: No. Enlighten me.
0: You might know him better as uh, Miss Piggy.
1: Oh. Grover. Yoda.
0: Yeah. Legendary voice actor. Legendary, oh, Puppeteer, actually. Puppeteer. Wow. Yeah. Yoda, Miss Piggy, Grover, uh, a lot of the iconic Muppets he, uh, he was behind. Mm. Uh, Bert, Bert from Bert and Ernie. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Uh, and there's a few more cameos, but we'll get to those as we go. Uh, so we don't really see Guitar in this movie until a little bit further in when uh, the boys go and see... Uh, they go to the church and they see James Brown. Yes. <laughs> and he's the, he's the preacher.
2: Too late for them to ever see again the life they once
1: chose not to follow. All right. All right. Don't be lost when the time comes. For the day of the Lord cometh as a thief in the night.
0: There's no guitar in this scene, but there's a bass. And this is a really cool one. I had to do, a, I had to do some digging for this stuff, because it's not real... Not readily available. Not right? readily available. But this guy, this bass player's name is David Weston, and he was playing bass for James Brown in the 70s and 80s, for about eight years, I think it was. Fun gig. Yeah, he's playing uh, Fender Jazz... Olympic white which Mm. is sort of looks like it's aged a little bit Mm. Uh, and I think he took the pick guard off this thing because it looks like it
1: as everyone should do with their fan of jazz basses it is the (laughs) only way to play them it really (laughs) truly looks the best
0: yeah Uh, and it's got a maple fretboard with those pearl block inlays Uh, very distinctive looking bass 70s jazz bass Yeah, yeah that's right yeah uh, and in the, in that same scene, Chaka Khan is in the choir in the background. Oh, right. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Something you wouldn't know unless you knew.
1: Mm. Unless Ryan tells you.
0: Unless, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's what I'm here for. <laughs> uh, and so we're going to skip ahead a little bit to the bit where they're doing the car chase through the mall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's a little reference to Frank Oz being in uh, in the movie because someone holds up a uh, Grover and he says, "Do you have Miss Piggy?" That's a little <laughs> nod to Frank Oz there. Uh, but the, one of the shops they crash into is called Frank's Drum Shop, and this is a throwback to the time when there was actual music shops in shopping malls. All right. In fact, specifically, World was born. yeah, specifically drum shops <laughs> in shopping malls. Bit of a throwback there. Uh, I did see a couple of cool pearl drums. Getting knocked over and stuff like that. Getting destroyed, love it. Yeah. Uh, we move on to uh, they. The band decide. uh the Blues Brothers decide to get the band back together, and they go and see Murph and the Magic Tones. <laughs> <laughs> playing in the bar playing quando. quando yeah. uh, and this is the first time we see the famous bass player Donald Duck Dunn from the the uh, stacks yeah right yeah uh, and he's playing in this scene he's playing a red Fender P bass Fiesta right? just a classic well I would say it'd be a Fiesta Red no no it'd be just Candy Apple I think Fiesta's a bit like a bit duller isn't it
1: yeah I guess it is a little more washed out
0: than Candy mm, Apple. Mm. Uh, this is the last time you see this red P bass. I think it's just to match the, the aesthetic, aesthetic of the yeah. band. <laughs> we also see Steve Cropper, which is he's one of the coolest guitar players on the planet, mm-hmm. uh, very famous soul guitar player uh that has countless countless uh songwriting well I don't know about songwriting credits, but you know he played guitar on a lot of famous soul songs yep. uh he's playing a really cool red telly. Mm. This one's worth Googling if you're, uh, if you're interested in this kind of stuff. I, I
2: saw you Googling this this morning. I'm yeah. like, are you going to buy that? It's <laughs> like, you know, like, you know, I didn't know whether you are going to buy it. Or, you know, Seems like a Bevo style telly. Yeah, tell kind of, yeah, yeah. So
0: this one, it's a uh, pretty stock standard looking telly until you get to about midway point. It's got a P90 in the neck. Mm. Uh, as well as a sort of odd-shaped pickguard, not a standard telly. Yeah,
1: it kind of extends a bit further past the bridge. Yeah, yeah. And
0: uh, on the f- on the, around the 9th t- to twelfth fret, there's a uh, a weird-looking inlay of. There is like, indeed. Looks like a frog, I think. A dancing frog. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, this is why we do the podcast to find out these uh, kind of things.
2: I really love guitars. I don't know what it is about guitars that have like interesting. Like inlays. Yeah, yeah. 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 Inlays. Did you
0: know uh, Elvis Costello gets his name put on his fretboards? Wow. He said back in the day he used to do it so no one would steal so his no. guitar. <laughs> 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 no good now, but. That's uh, one way to do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, I had a little bit of a quote from Steve Cropper that I thought I'd read out. Hit me. Uh, so <clears throat> someone asked him, How did you get talked into the Blues Brothers job and did it feel like a, the real deal versus a stage show of some sort? And he says, It just came to me as another offer which I initially turned down completely, point blank. I was in the middle of mixing Robin Ford's album and a call came in. And when I'm mixing, there's no calls, no nothing. That's the way it should be, I think. (laughs) The receptionist told me later that she sent it back during the session because John Belushi was on the phone. (laughs) (laughs) And you pick up that call? He said, Yeah, we're doing this thing and I need you in the band. And I said, I hate to disappoint you but I'm in the middle of a project. He said, ''Well, we're starting tomorrow. I need you to catch the next plane.'' I said, ''Hey, man, I'm telling you, I can't do it. I won't be there.'' He kept me on the phone and kept me on the phone <laughs> funny. and on and on and on. It seemed like an hour. It was probably only 10 or 15 minutes. <laughs> and I said, ''Man, I'm sorry to do this. I've got to go.'' Robin Ford turned around and said, ''Who are you talking to?'' I said, ''John Belushi from Saturday Night Live is putting a band together and he wants me to come up and play.'' Robin said, I'll do it. (laughs) And I said, no, you won't. (laughs) So anyway, I called Jim back and said, this is Cropper. I can be there in three days. When we got up there, I remember John and Danny, Dan Aykroyd, were together in the front of the band. And I remember them saying, guys, we won't be able to make you rich out of this, but we can keep you laughing. I remember them saying that, and it's true. It was probably about as much fun as you can have playing live. Mm. That's really cool. That That is is cool. cool. And I would say he would... Probably have made a little bit of money oh, from this yeah, movie. Yeah, so,
1: probably a yeah. couple of dollars on that one.
0: Yeah, in the end. So I think you made Ford, a good choice. Though. Yeah, well, Damn. imagine if Robin Ford was in the movie instead of Steve yeah. Cropper. Mm.
1: all Dumbles and,
0: yeah. three three fives, and That's right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, so we skip ahead again to the part where the band uh, goes to get their gear, and they go to Ray's Music Exchange. <laughs> right. Ray's Music Exchange. Yeah, uh, just before this happens, though, they're driving through the sh- streets of Chicago, and there's a bit of a... Of a swap meat market going on. Mm. Looks like some dodgy secondhand gear yeah, yep. getting sold <laughs> there. And you guys know who's playing on the street? Who's playing on
1: the
2: street?
0: Yeah. Who's playing on the street? It's John Lee Hooker. John Lee Hooker. Yeah, nice. doing his song Boom Boom. There's a really funny bit where he starts arguing with his, one of his bandmates. He's like, I wrote that song. And the other guy goes, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. <laughs> and then later on, after the Ray Charles bit, you, they walk outside and they're still flying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so he's playing a uh, Sunburst E ES-335 Gibson, nice. but with the trapeze tailpiece. Mm, so it's a bit more of a rare kind of one. I reckon it would have just been his, brought it along on a day yeah. or something like that. Uh, and his guitar player, you very briefly see this for one frame or two frames. He's playing a white strat. Had to pause this many times to find <laughs> out what that was.
1: Frame by frame to get yeah, that strat. Yeah.
0: And the bass player's playing a uh, Sunburst P bass. I don't That's think awesome. we see any basses that aren't Fenders in this movie. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. Fender all the way down. And he's got, uh, it must be his initial CW written on the horn of this bass. Right. Yeah. Pretty cool. I really think this is just the band brought the gear along and. You know, playing a cool song on the street.
2: You don't think there was any like sponsorship
1: or, you know, by Fender or anything like that. I don't know.
0: Actually, I really probably should have re- read the credits to see.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Session guys were probably just playing. Using what they system. had. Yeah yeah, 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 right. Yeah, because
0: you see Gibsons in this movie. You see other brands as well. So I don't yeah. think there was any sort of yeah. exclusivity or anything like that.
2: It was common for the sound too, which was good. Like, that, they just work really well with that sort of style of music.
0: Yeah, music yeah. It was just unreal. Actually, I've jumped ahead. We before we even get to Ray's music exchange, we go to the soul food kitchen where aretha franklin is no, uh chicken. is working for fried, fried chickens chicken. and a think about what you're saying
2: you better think about the consequences of your actions oh shut up woman you better think think, think about what you're trying to do to me yeah think, think think let your mind go let yourself be free let's go back let's go back let's go back me i didn't even right, know right, you were right,
0: <laughs> And this is where we meet Matt Guitar Murphy, who actually died very recently mm. on, in June this year. Uh, the coolest guy on the planet, but not a very good actor, mm. if you watch in him in the scene. No, not at all.
1: <laughs> Legendary guitar player. Yeah. yeah.
0: Especially because Aretha kills it. She's doing great things, and he's just sort of trying his best to keep up with her.
1: Can't match that energy, though. Yeah.
0: He doesn't get his guitar out in this scene, so... I just thought this is where he gets introduced so I thought I'd bring it up
1: he's dramatically underplayed in this thing
0: yeah yeah and uh, Aretha doing res- uh, not respect uh, think it's just <laughs> the coolest, it was, the coolest a, thing. it was a
2: good like actual part of the movie where she starts to realise and she's like oh here we go yeah 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 and like, the bit at like, the end when is gonna take care of this yeah yeah <laughs>
0: and uh, Blue Lou the sax player he's still standing there afterwards and she goes well go on get <laughs> 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 I love that bit Alright, so now we're at Ray's Music Exchange. Okay. Finally there. Best bit in the whole movie, I reckon, when Ray Charles gets to play uh, I don't his Rhodes.
1: Well, I heard about the fella you've been dancing with all over the neighborhood. So why didn't you ask me, baby? Or didn't you
2: think I could? Well,
0: Uh, there's a few cool guitars hanging up in the shop Nothing really of note Except that when the band picks up their instruments Steve Cropper's playing a uh, natural ash telly With a right. white pickguard I don't think we see this one again But we see some other tellies that he plays later on right. uh, Matt Murphy picks up a, uh, a Hamer It's like a Hamer double cut yeah. Looks like the Les Paul Jr. kind yeah. of double cut kind of thing Never see this guitar again, too. It's so. a damn
1: shame. It's a pretty guitar.
0: Mm. Yeah, and uh, Donald Duck Dunn is playing a sunburst P bass with a rosewood neck, of course. which he'll be playing for the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah.
1: Standard. Yeah. Mm. If I nice. don't fix it.
0: Yeah. Uh, th- there's a little scene where the kid tries to nick a guitar off the wall as well. Oh, mm. Just a yeah. standard black and white strap. Eric Clapton style. Eric yeah, yeah. Clapton. Yeah. Uh, Alright, so moving right along, we end up at Bob's Country Bunker where the the blues brothers pretend that they're the good old boys the good old boy that's game, right where they play both types of music country this, this, and this western is, this is really interesting <laughs> the part Remember the theme
2: from rawhide the old favor, rowdy yates what key A.
0: good country key
1: rawhide and A.
2: to go support a Blues Brothers show uh, down in in Canberra. Anyway, we found the most dodgy uh, uh, biker bar that we could (laughs) find and it it really looks like... Chicken wire. Yeah, full (laughs) on like there is like chicken wire, so looking, you know, um, things to keep everyone away from the stage and it's the most metal place in, in Canberra, Yeah, and, Rime, you love uh, it. it's going to be unreal.
0: Yeah, be yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they play both types of music, heavy and metal. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> And we're taking Blues Brothers into <laughs> this heavy metal bar, so it's going to be really interesting. But, yeah. I think it transcends all, all genres, though. It good, does. That good oh, kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, so uh, this is where the band sort of all get their iconic instruments that you'll see f- pretty much for the rest of the movie. So Matt Guitar Murphy is playing this Gibson SG Cherry that looks like it's been pretty heavily modified, this thing. Mm, it's got... Right. So like an aluminium pick guard, or like. Oh, it's not a mirror, but it's like cool. a. Yeah. I'm gonna have to check that out actually. Yeah. Like I a love, chrome sort of finish? Yeah, I love the yeah.
2: chrome finish. I, you know, that chrome finish is really cool.
0: Like yeah. fingerprint. It's natural. not like shiny chrome, it's like a sort of okay. dull kind of thing. Perform, that's kind of cool. As well as he's got the cream pickups on there, and the headstock seems to have been shaved back to the bare wood. Oh, interesting. So yeah, it's a really interesting looking guitar, this one, and he uses it for the rest of the movie. Not too many SG players, really, in that sort of scene, I think. That's a shame. Yeah. I Which, love an SG. Yeah, kind of cool. I played my first
2: SG the other day, actually, and I didn't realise how amazing they actually are. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. with, the, with the extra frets and, like, you can actually reach those extra frets. Yeah. Plus oh,
0: man. It was unreal. Apparently, it's sense. Gibson's best-selling guitar. That doesn't surprise me at yeah. all. Yeah. They're my favourite Gibsons. You'd think they're Les Paul, but, yeah, it's the SG, apparently. They play surprise, really well. Yeah. yeah. Really well. Really well. Mm. Uh, yeah, so Steve Cropper's back to his red telly with the frog. We'll call it the froggy. The froggy, okay. Froggy from now on. <laughs> which is now in the Smithsonian or something like that, oh, for as well really? as the nice. other guitars that How's he that? played in this movie. And Donald Dunn is playing his P bass from right. the Ray Charles scene. Uh, yeah, so they things go pretty badly for the, the boys after this. But it they don't go well, them. no. <laughs> Gradually gathering more enemies as well as the Illinois Nazis. Yeah, that's a fun little cameo there. Isn't it? <laughs> Don't they get run over get... in this movie? Oh, yeah, many times, yeah. <laughs> you couldn't get away with uh, with that nowadays, I reckon.
1: No, now you have to call them something like the old yeah, Right. Yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting, uh, <laughs> getting political. All right, now. I'll rein it in. <laughs> Moving straight on. Uh, so the the scene at the end where the band uh, has their big rhythm and blues review at the Palace Ballroom, mm-hmm. uh, they're all playing their own... Classic instruments, yep. but there's a really cool scene where they sort of like flip a switch and suddenly they're all in suits and they've got the bandstand and everything. It just comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you weren't paying attention, you wouldn't. I think you'd miss it. Yep. But it's really cool. How it's just like it's almost like it's their imagination that they're playing in. <laughs> the dream. Gig Cab Calloway singing over. and everything like that. Yep. The song that he sings is "Minnie the Moocher," which is his old classic song from the 30s or 40s, wow. something like that. Yeah. Apparently, he was like, "I want to do it disco style." And Where? the producers were like, no, no, no. <laughs> Please do his not. Disco was all in at the time. And yeah. apparently he'd redone it a few times in a few different styles. Mm. And he's like, I want to do a disco. And everyone's like, no, no, this is the Blues Brothers. You know? <laughs> so he does it in <laughs> his classic way. And it's, it's such a good scene. Mm. You know? And like I said, they're all in their suits and everything. And Donald Dunn's still smoking his little pipe. <laughs> still going <laughs> to the. <laughs> uh, what a bass player move. So he's, he's moved on from his sunburst bass to an Olympic white
1: it's Chris. A P bass. Yep.
0: He plays P basses through the whole thing, I believe. Excellent. Uh, with a black pickguard on this one. Oh, Just for this classy. one little scene. To match his suit, I guess. Steve Cropper's playing a Fender Esquire, which yeah. is like the telly style without the neck pickup. Right. Another another guitar, I think this is the early 50s. It's got yeah. Something like that. You know these, these days. I, I know these things. <laughs> yeah, 54, 55. And Matt Murphy's playing a guild, uh, like one of those oh, big jazz box yeah, kind of. Yeah, nice. It's called an A150B, in a okay. natural colour. That's cool. And then the song finishes and they're back in their uh, street clothes and their uh, regular guitars. And finally, the cops catch them and they all go to prison. they arrested. probably arrested. <laughs> am I'm, I'm really shooting through this thing. But uh, <laughs> they're playing in the prison, playing all their classic guitars as usual, which is pretty cool. They got to send, bring them into prison with them. That was nice of them. Yeah. yeah. But another little cameo in the prison, Joe Walsh from the Eagles. Oh, right. He's uh, the guy that starts the riot. Man. Oh, of course. <laughs> and, like, that makes sense. There's no shot where it's fully him. Like, yeah, right. if you're frame by frame, you can tell, but, yeah, it's it's just a, another little subtle a thing. A very brief one. Yeah, so that's all the cool guitars that we see in Blues Brothers. Man, so many cool guitars in Blues Brothers. So many Fenders, goddamn. We're really starting to learn that uh, when you're paying attention, there's some really good guitar porn in these movies.
1: Absolutely. There's sort of like an era for it, too, that whole...
0: Oh, definitely, that sort of... 80s, 90s. Yeah, definitely, yeah, and you will mm. we'll be seeing a lot of that sort of 80s, 90s thing. There are a few modern movies that we're going to roll into, and uh, if, you, if there's any that you'd like to hear us talk about, make sure let you us know. Let yeah, us know.
1: Hit it. us up on
0: Hayworth Guitars Instagram page. Yeah. Uh, so this has been Stairway Denied. My name's Ryan Beveridge. My name's Alex Dunn. Uh, my name's Sam Burrell. Tune in next week. We'll be talking about Spinal Tap. Yes. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> See you later. Catch you later.
2: No stairway, deny!